Amen. You know, the Lord placed something in my heart, and, and I'm going to continue to, to set up this as we transition. So I'm going to have Pastor Phil to come on up. And, and uh, I just had something in my heart tonight. And so Pastor Phil and I, we're going to share our hearts tonight, and I'm going to have him start off. And because, because I believe that he's placed something in our hearts tonight and I, I don't know all of what's in his heart. I have an idea and he has an idea of what's in my heart. And, and, uh, and I believe that, um, that, that we're going to be just totally led by the Holy Spirit on exactly what we need to sh- share uh, as pastors to encourage your heart. You know, uh, Jesus is the good shepherd and, but he's also provided shepherds. Uh, to direct us. And I believe shepherds are meant to navigate us in tough times. And, and I believe you're going to hear the anointing of a shepherd tonight. Amen. As pastors, we are, we are anointed not just to, 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 to teach or to preach, but there's an anointing to pastor and shepherd. And, and so I want Pastor Phil to start off tonight and, and share what God's placed in his heart. So I want you to welcome uh, Pastor Phil as he ministers the word, and then I'll, 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 we'll tag team here in a moment. Amen. Well, greetings in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We're, we're glad to be here, to be able to share with you and to minister to you. But before we get started with what the Lord's laid on my heart, uh, Dr. Savelle last Sunday brought to the congregation a prophecy that the Lord had given to him or a word from the Holy Spirit adding to what has already taken place at the beginning of the year. So I want to read this to you and uh, uh, open up your ears so that you can hear exactly what's being said and you become a participant in this and uh, we're, we're going to agree with this word. It says, do not fret and do not fear. I uh, still plan to give you a super natural year. It's not over and you will not fail. Didn't I tell you that the gates of hell will not prevail? Rest in me and I'll see you through. And I'll bring to pass that uh, all that I said I would do. So thank your father in heaven that you have a choice. You can, you can choose to fear or you can choose to rejoice. So rejoice and do not cease. This is how you tap into my supernatural peace. Say, that's for me. I receive that. That's for me. Amen. Well, praise God. Thank God that God is still on his throne. Uh, you know, I got to thinking about what would I, what would I share with you? And the, and the Lord kept speaking to me, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and look. Have you ever seen any place where God has failed? Can you think of one place that God has failed? You know, God is not surprised about all of this. He knows everything that's going on. And he has made a way for all of us. I mean, you know, Jesus took care of everything that pertains to our natural life and our spiritual life as well. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, please open up your Bibles to Psalm 121. Psalm 121. And I'm going to read the whole chapter to you. It's only eight verses, but every one of them are powerful words that he has to say to us. He said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Notice where the help comes from. The help is going to come. My help cometh from the Lord. 
which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Thank God that's not asleep. You know, he's available 24-7. He's always there. He's a very present help. He is constantly there. He said, behold, he keepeth uh, Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Everybody say, that's for me. That's for me. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Notice those first two words. I will. How many of you know you have a choice in this? You can either choose to hook up with what God is doing and what he has promised you. He said, I will. I will make that choice to lift up my eyes and look. I know if we look around us in the natural, we see all these, uh, all the stores closed, uh, uh, things that are going on, people in their homes, uh, sickness that's uh, uh, all around and, and so forth. But the Lord says, look beyond what you see in the natural. How many of you know everything in the natural is subject to change? And if you're going through any type of a, a feeling of sickness or uh, anything like that, despair, uh, disheartened, Whatever, the Lord has the answer for you, but you have to lift up your eyes. You've got to get beyond what you see in the natural and lift up your eyes and look into those hills because that's where your help comes from. You know, when Jesus was praying, many times he would go out in the wilderness. And when he was out in the wilderness praying, lots of times he would just lift up his eyes and look. What was he looking for? He was looking for answers and direction from his father. Because he only spoke the words that he heard his father speak. He only did the things that his father told him to do. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. He was an imitator of his father. Everything that he did. And we are to be imitators of our savior. He set the pace and the example for us so that we could look straight on and be encouraged in the things of God. In Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 26 I want to read this to you. You can turn there if you'd like. But it says, lift up your eyes on high and behold who hath created these things that bringeth out uh, their host by number. He calleth them all by names by the greatness of his might for that he is strong in power and not one faileth. Not one faileth. How many of you know you're not a failure? God didn't call you to be a failure. He called you to be a a conqueror, more than a conqueror. You always triumph in the Lord. You cannot fail because he cannot fail. So we're winners. We're winners in this life. And we will continue to be regardless of what coronavirus is doing and everything else. It has a name and it's subject to the name of Jesus. And we take authority over that. We've been taking authority over that. It has to bow its knee. It has to give in because Jesus has paid the price. We are in full covenant with the Lord. His covenant was cut in his blood and the sacrifice that he paid was sufficient for everything that pertains from here on. For eternity, there is nothing that he has not accomplished 
that he did not accomplish for you and I. So that that's the reason that we have the right to be able to walk in health. We have the right to walk in peace. We have the right to be victorious in every area of our life. Every time the enemy tries to lay a hand against us in any way, or he steals from us in any way, and we catch him, and you know we always catch him, he always messes up. We catch him, and he's got to repay us. But we have to put a demand on him to do so, to loose those things, and we receive what he has for us. How many of you remember when Jesus was at, uh, uh, he had gone to the uh, see about Lazarus, and we, he knew that Lazarus had died, and he had gone to the tomb because he was ready to raise him up. And when he got to the tomb, uh, he said, uh, where is he laid? They said, he's, he's in this tomb here. And there's a big stone uh, that was over the enclosure of the tomb. And he said, open up the tomb. And the response was, he stinketh by now. What does him stinking have anything to do with anything? Jesus was not bound by what the natural things were around him. And he lifted up his voice to heaven, his eyes to heaven. And he said, Lord, I thank you that you hear me always, always when I pray. And then he obviously lent himself to move a little bit closer to the opening of the tomb. And into the tomb, he said with a elevated voice. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Well, you know why he had to do that, don't you? Because Lazarus had already left and gone into Abraham's bosom. And he called him back into his body. And the Bible says, and Lazarus came to the front of the tomb. Now, Lazarus was bound with grave clothes. How did he get to the front of the tomb? I believe the Holy Ghost just floated him right up to the front of the tomb. And the first command that Jesus gave to the ones that were there, that I'm sure were shocked with what had happened, he said, loose him and let him go. Lazarus came forth. You and I, we need to lift up our eyes and look. Listen. Coronavirus doesn't have anything on our God. Absolutely nothing. It has no place in our body. It has no place in our thinking. We should not be bound by the things that, that is going on right now. I, I know that people are rushed. They've rushed into stores. They've kind of calmed down a little bit now. That's because they've hoarded it all up. And that's the truth. Because people are afraid. They're, they're uncertain. They're not sure. But listen, we are sure. We are, we're not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How many of you know we have a different DNA? Once you become a born again believer, you have a different DNA. You belong to the Lord. Amen. You've got righteousness flowing through your veins. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, it says, For he became sin. For he made him to be sin. Who knew no sin. Jesus was not a sinner. He didn't need to repent and get his life right. Jesus was sin. He became sin. Everything that sin was from the garden up until that day, 
Jesus became it so that you and I could become the righteousness of God in him. In right standing with him as if we had never sinned. We belong to God. You belong to God. Listen, church. Don't fret. Don't get in despair. Don't get caught up in all of the nonsense that's going on. You have hope in God. Put your hope in your Redeemer. Put your hope in what he sacrificed, that great sacrifice for. He did not do that in vain. He did that so that the world, literally, legally, this whole earth is saved. It's just that they have to accept it. It's a choice. You choose. You choose the direction of life that you want to go. Can you say amen? And how many of you know you have to change your mindset? You have to change the way you think. And that's the reason we need to be in the Word. He'll hasten to the Word to perform it. So we need to have the Word. This church is not lacking for the Word. We get the Word. But the question is, is am I getting it? Am I getting it? Am I really letting it reside and to sink into my heart? Am I doing what it says in Romans 10 and 17? Now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Repetition is your greatest teacher. Read it over and over and over and over. Meditate on it. Speak it out. Call it into existence. Look at yourself in the mirror. I don't know how many of you look at yourself in the mirror. Occasionally, I'll, you know, I'll stop for just a minute and I'll look at myself and I say, you know what? You're something else. And it's not because of me. It's because of the greater one that indwells me. I became something different whenever I became a Christian in Christ Jesus, got filled with the Holy Ghost and received all of his characteristics into my life. His love, his peace, his joy, his temperance, meekness, and long-suffering, and gentleness, and kindness, and faithfulness have become a quality part of my life. And I must develop those. You've all seen a brand new baby that comes into the world. They have the same muscles that you, as you and I, but they just haven't exercised them yet. They have to learn how to do these different things. And we help them, and we teach them. And we're patient with them, aren't we? We're patient with our children. At least we should be. We need to be patient with one another because someone hasn't arrived at a certain level and everything else. They go to the doctors. Listen, some of us wouldn't be here if you didn't have a doctor. You know, faith is not, I don't believe that there are circumstances and situations that happen in life. We're not denying the fact that sickness doesn't exist. It does exist. The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's his job. That's what he's doing. He's doing everything he can do to make you miserable in life. If he can look, get you looking at the circumstances that we're uh, presently in right now, even though we've been declared we've got to go another 30 days, per se, into this situation. How many of you know God in a moment, in an instant, in a micro minute of, of a second can... Take this whole thing and stop it. But he has to have a people that he has that will be willing to pay the price and pray the price to see it come to pass. You know, someone asked me, when, you know, God's not doing anything else. He's done everything he needs to do. He has put the responsibility now on your shoulder and my shoulder. I've got to lift up my eyes. I have to make a choice to lift up my eyes and look into my source of supply. 
He is my source in every endeavor of my life. Spirit, soul, body, and domestic. And he should be yours too. We are called by his name. What a precious name we have in our life. What a precious person we have to guide our life. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a thing. He's not an it. He's a person. And he's come to lead us and to guide us and to reveal to us everything that we have need of in our lives. Can you say amen? But I have to make a choice. I have to renew myself to the way he thinks. Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. It's a decision that you make. It's a decision that I make. Church, we have been given all of the tools, everything that's necessary. If you're a brand new babe in Christ, you're a whole lot further along than you probably even realize. If you've been sitting underneath this ministry any length of time, you've got more in you than you ever even really realize you've got. You can't sit underneath this, underneath this word and just not uh, go anywhere. It's, it's, it's too, there's too much of a demand on us to step up into the venues that God's called us to. Thank God we've got pastors that tell us and help us to step up. Giving us fresh insight and revelation into who he is and what we possess in him. Then in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21 it says, For where your treasure is. Where your treasure is. Where is your treasure tonight? In who do you trust? In whom have you believed? What is it that you are expecting out of the Lord? What are you anticipating? What are you believing God for? Are you believing for a healing? Are you believing for deliverance? If he can set one free, he can set you free. If he can heal one, he can heal the other. You're not exempt from his love and his mercy. God is a God of love. Everything that God operates in is love. Faith worketh by love. That's, that's our motive for why we operate in faith. Faith is, is, is not a movement. It's not a religion. It's a way of life. The just shall live by faith. Putting confidence and trust. In the Lord Jesus Christ and everything that he accomplished for us. And our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit who is daily guiding us. He is a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. He's always present to aid, to assist, and to help you. And he'll help you through all of this. Whatever needs that you might have, he's going to help you through it. One last verse of scripture I want to give to you. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these other things will be added unto you. How many of you know all of the things aren't important? At least not as important as our relationship with him. If we'll get this right and keep it right, then all of this will work out just fine. He has opened a brand new door for you and I to walk through, to go and to enjoy all of the privileges and the benefits that God has. A great harvest is in store for you because God has made a way where there seems to be no way. The enemy has brought something on the earth, but God's word will never cease 
to override what the enemy has set out to do. Well, I want to bless you and thank you for listening and sharing with us. And we're going to have Pastor come up and finish this out. God bless you now. You know, everything that you're, what you're seeking and what you're looking at is the direction that you're heading in life. You know, he just said, seeking first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. You know, thinking about the Apostle Paul and he was talking to the church in, in Philippi and, you know, he was in prison at the time, but yet he understood all the different attacks they were facing. We don't know all that they were facing during that time, but we know they were facing some extreme situations because that's why he came to them and, and encouraged them and was telling them that what I began in you, I will complete in you. He was talking to them about the same mind as you will be also, same mind that's in Christ will be also will be in you. He, he talked about in, in Philippians, he talked about pressing on to the mark, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth to those things that are before. So the apostle Paul was encouraging the Philippian church, just as we're encouraging you tonight. And in Philippians chapter four, verse one, he makes a statement. He says, therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and long for my joy and crown And he says, so stand fast in the Lord. You know, and I hear that's what the, even what Pastor Phil was talking about. He was talking about what are you seeking after? He was talking about what are you looking to about looking up? Apostle Paul was saying, stand fast in that, in the Lord. The word stand fast here means to be immovable. It means to be persistent. It means to be strong. It means to be steady. It means to be firm. And it also means, also refers to in your relationship with God. So what is the apostle Paul telling them? He's saying, my brethren, I love you. I care for you. I long for you. You're my joy and you're my crown, meaning, meaning you are a project, uh, you are, you are a, uh, you are a product of, uh, of my, my preaching the gospel. You're, you're a product and my heart is after you. And what does he tell them? Then the very next statement, he says, he tells them what? So stand fast in the Lord. See, we, we, if we just brush over that as just, just a, a simple statement, then we can lose the power of it. But what was he saying to them? Stay firm in your relationship with God. Don't be moved from your relationship with God, but stay steady in him. Steady pursuing him. Steady seeking after him. Steady looking after him. I'm telling you, there is a product of your pursuit. There is, I'm telling you, there is a, there is something, there is, there is a product of your pursuit. And I came across this today in, in second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 15, because it has to do with seeking first the kingdom of God. Now here we're, we have to understand reading this, that we live under a new coven today. Praise God for that. But there's something we, I want you to see here and has to do with seeking God in verse thir- actually verse 13, it says, and that whoever would not seek the actually verse 12 says, and they entered into covenant to seek the Lord, make a covenant to seek the Lord, make a decision to seek the Lord. It's a choice to keep covenant. Now, remember, as I read this next statement, remember, we live under a new covenant. Okay. The next verse says, and that whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel would be put to death, whether young or old man or woman. In verse 14, it says, they took an oath to the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting, with trumpets and with cornets. What was, what did they say? What was their covenant? 
And all Judah rejoiced in the oath. For they had sworn with all their heart and sought him, yearning for him with their whole desire. And he was found by them. Now get this. And the Lord gave them rest and peace round about. I'm telling you, on the other side of what you're seeking is rest and peace all about. Is round about you. Rest in peace. Look to him. Seek after him. Stand fast in the Lord. And the whole rest of this next rest of this chapter, the Apostle Paul is communicating to us about peace. Communicating to us about joy. For the sake of time, verse four says in, in Philippians chapter four says, verse four says, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Verse five says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. The word moderation isn't the way we look at it. It's just everything in moderation. That's not, that's not what it's talking about here. It's, it's not just talking about just, if I just do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and there's balance. This scripture is not about balance. This scripture is about your attitude. This scripture about is your, your, about, about your pursuit. It's about what you're continuing in. It's about your attitude and your pursuit. It's about your uh, moral excellence. It's about how you're staying stable. So what is he saying? Let your attitude be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Meaning let people see how you're living. Let people see how you're pursuing God. Let them see why. Because Jesus is coming back. He's coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. So let your moderation, your way of life be seen by all men. And then he says what? What way? Be careful for nothing. But in everything. By prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. What is, what is prayer and thanksgiving? It's seeking God. It's seeking first the kingdom of God. What's prayer and thanksgiving? It's standing firm. It's standing fast in the Lord. It says, let your requests be known unto God. And what? The peace of God. You see, the product of your pursuit is peace. Let the peace of God pass all understanding. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. I'm telling you, if, if all of a sudden... I didn't have, if I didn't have the dollar bill or if I didn't have money, you know, if I don't have money, then I'm missing something that I need. But all of a sudden, if, if, if that money was get placed in my hand to meet a need, you know what? Then I, I, then I had peace in that area. I had peace where I didn't have peace before. So when, when, when all of a sudden, when I have the, the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep my heart and mind. See, it's the peace that's going to keep your heart and mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Don't be anxious, but seek him first. You see, what you're seeking, when you're seeking him, I'm telling you, the product is peace. Don't say, well, I'm, you know, I, well, you know, it just hasn't come, come to pass yet, pastor. You know, I, I'm not healed yet. It hasn't come to pass. Well, you know, my, my, my need hasn't been met yet. See that, that don't count on that to be your peace. See, let the product of your seeking first be peace. 
And then he goes on and tells us why, because you're, you're going to, you're going to be tossed to and fro. You're going to be all over the place. But what is it? What does the apostle Paul tell them? He tells them, think on things, think on things, right? Think whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. What's things, things of sever of just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if they be any plays, praise, think on these things. Think on these things. I mean, think on the things that are going to bring peace. Think on the things that are, don't think, don't think on what it looks like right now, but think on the good report. Uh, my, my, that, look on the report of the Lord. Don't look at the facts. Look at the truth. Think on things that are honest. Think on things that are honorable. Think on things that, that are just. What's just? Jesus is just. Jesus is righteous. Jesus is. Think on what he did at cro- the cross. What Jesus did at the cross is righteousness personified. Think on those things. Think on things that are pure. Jesus was pure. Hallelujah. He was holy. He was. Com- think on those things. If there be any virtue, th- be if there praise, think on these things. Hallelujah. What you're thinking on is what you're seeking. I'm telling you, what you're seeking is going to be what's going to produce whether you have peace or you don't have peace. Thank you, Father. You know, it has to do with your thoughts. What are you seeking? It has to do with your thoughts. The Apostle Paul, I believe he gave us a firsthand experience in this chapter. Because he didn't tell it. He, he didn't tell us, you know, you know, I've, I don't have any problems now that I'm born again. Actually, the contrary here. In verse 11, actually, verse 10, he says, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly. That now at last your care for me has flourished again, wherein you were also careful and you lacked opportunity He goes, not that I speak in respect of want. This is verse 11. For I have learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. Meaning it doesn't matter what state I'm in. I'm going to be the same. I'm going to stand fast in the Lord. It doesn't matter. And then he tells us what? I know both how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things. I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love what the Amplified says here in verse uh, verse 12. He says, not that I'm implying that I was any personal want, for I've learned how to be content, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I'm in. I'm not disturbed. I'm not moved in whatever state I'm in. I know how to abase and live humbly in straightened circumstances. I know so how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation. Whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare, or going without and being in want. Meaning his pursuit was always the same. Whether he had a lot or he had nothing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't, shouldn't matter to us right now what we're seeking and where we're finding our peace. Because 
the apostle Paul, he said, what was, what was, how, how could he, where did he find this satisfaction? In verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amplified says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You see, when you're seeking him and you're putting him first, you're allowing him to work in you. I can, Paul's saying, I can do all things. Why does Paul seek him? Why? Because I can do all things through Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. I'm telling you, you're no different. Stand fast in that relationship. Look up like, the, like Pastor Phil talked about. Seek first like Pastor Phil talked about. Recognize that God is still on the throne. Recognize that he is the all-powerful creator. Recognize that he is the, he is El Yelyan. He is the most high God. Recognize and know that he is Jehovah. Recognize that he is the Christ. He is the anointed one. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And recognize that when you seek him, when you rest in him, you can do all things. You can make it through all things. That you're empowered in all things. Hallelujah. Let me close with this. When Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That word strengthen me, strengthen me means to be enabled and it means to be empowered. It also means a position. And let's close with this thought. It's a position. And it is a fixed position of power. Now get this. When Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who puts me in a fixed position of power. I'm telling you, when you seek him, when you're standing fast in him, you are in a position of power. And you can do all things. Not in you. This has nothing to do with what you can do. This has nothing to do with how many scriptures you can quote. Has nothing to do with how, how much, you, how many hours you can pray. It has everything to do. Can you rest in Him? Because as I'm telling you, as you seek Him, you are putting yourself in a fixed position of power. I'm telling you, that position is a position of peace. Hallelujah. We speak peace over you tonight. We speak the strength of God over you tonight. We declare that you are above only and you're not beneath. We declare that you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. We declare that Christ is working in you and he's working in you mightily. And you're experiencing the peace of God in a way that you've never experienced it before. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I just want to ask any of our executive team that might be here, if there's anything that is in their heart that they believe that they want to share with, a, with, a, with those that are watching. 
And uh, as a matter of encouragement, I just to put you on the spot, but I just want to just open that up to you if there's anything that you, each one, any of you have. Amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we, on the other side of this thing, you're going to be greater than you were before it. And, and you don't have to, well, how's that going to be? It's not up for us to figure that out. Just think, nine months of Job's life, at the end, he was twice as time, two times better. Think about it. Think about it. All the things that he experienced in that nine-month period of time, and yet he was greater than before. And, and before, it said he was the richest man in the East. So expand your faith. Expand your thinking. But it's all based in, it's all based in, in this relationship. That the Apostle Paul said, stand fast in the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I just stretch my hands towards those watching tonight and I speak life over them. I speak encouragement over them. Declare there's any darkness that's overshadowed them, hopelessness that's overshadowing them. I thank you as they look up right now, as they look to you, as they look to the Lord. I thank you, Father. As they seek the Lord, as Chronicles said, it said that they would they'd experience rest and peace round about. And I thank you as they go throughout the rest of this week. And as they just take a moment to look up. Or as they take a moment to get in the word and seek the Lord. I believe and declare that they will experience rest and peace round about. And we thank you for this tonight. In Jesus name. Amen. We love you. We believe in you. Make sure you, you email us your, your testimonies and things that God is doing in your life. You can email those at testimonies at hairjafade.com. Also, make sure you, you post pictures on Facebook or and Instagram and, uh, and, and, and tag the church in them. We want to see you. We miss your faces. We miss your smiling hearts. We, uh, we miss our, we miss, uh, our, our parking lot team, you know, is waving people in on, on Sunday mornings. We miss, um, each one of you. We, we miss your amens and, and, and knowing, just, but know that we're praying for you yes. and we're believing that the best is yet to come and this is turning quickly. Amen. We love you. God bless. Have a great, great rest of the week and we'll see you live online at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning or whenever you have the ability to watch it on Sunday morning. God bless. Love you. See you soon.